0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: Yeah! Pretty good show so far today, Al. People should make sure that they get with us right at 10 o'clock or they're going to miss way too much good stuff. You guys need to get with us, 9, 55, 10, and make sure you spend as much time as possible because they missed the first hour. They're Now they got to go back to the pod and listen to it, which is a nice plan B. But it's, it's much better if you're just here live. Yeah, you were
2: uh, you were fantastic. I thought I was okay. You know, I thought I was all right. I think there were some certain areas that we could have easily gone without. But, um, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> well, the uh, the,
1: the Sleeve I thought was particularly successful, and mostly because Well, I'm, people are I'm...
2: comedy. They are. They just—the way their brain thinks is amazing to me
1: okay so a couple of things here we had the over or under uh conversation right about how you leave the role uh in, in the bathroom and it's unanimous Everybody... oh, a lot of to people about the over <laughs> every big a lot of passion the biggie writes over 805 raider <laughs> writes Trav is correct always over get it together salewa <laughs> and, then, and then shane Russes writes i think i can clear up the toilet paper description dilemma Is it a mullet or a waterfall? that's a perfect description and that's right you want the waterfall you don't want the mullet you want the waterfall over the top so uh thank you for for how about jason
2: jason levine's tweet has a photo of one that says yes that's the over no that's the under and then you monster with the toilet paper just sitting on top
1: i at at my house i will fix it immediately if it's the wrong way like at other places where it's locked i'm like what i need to be able to get in there and fix this this is this is bothering me a great deal so anyway let's move on to something else ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Um, under. <laughs> uh, we're not talking like point totals. We're talking about something else. It's not the over or under. Hey, over or under, Pac-12 championship, Oregon and Utah. <laughs> no, it's over or under. it's got a or parlay malt. on each restroom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So the coaching carousel kicked off for real, right? Yep. Uh and and really the first big move, like a bunch of guys had gotten canned, a bunch of guys at Florida canned their guy, USC had canned their guy, LSU had canned their guy, yep. and all of a sudden, Lincoln Riley comes to to SC, and then all the pieces start to move. And one of the pieces that moves is the head coach of the Fighting Irish, Notre Dame head coach Brian Kelly takes the job at LSU. Brian Kelly been at LSU, or excuse me, at Notre Dame for a long time. Brian Kelly is not a
2: Southerner. OK, he's that's not where he's from. That's I think not, that's up for a debate. <laughs> I, I changed my tune after yesterday.
1: So I want you to listen to Brian Kelly talking to his Notre Dame team and the way that he uses the word family. Take a listen to this. Those incredible 12 years of my life for me and my family um, being here at Notre Dame. OK, me and my family being here at Notre Dame. That's Brian Kelly talking mm-hmm. to his team at Notre Dame. Here's Brian Kelly yesterday at an LSU basketball game in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, where he has been for, I don't know, six or seven minutes, and he is addressing the crowd, talking about his new LSU family.
2: It's a great night to be a Tiger. I'm here with my family, and we are so excited to be in the great state of Louisiana.
1: I'm so excited. To play tell more time. you, Can you play my more time, family. L- listen l- listen to, l- listen, to, no, no, l-
2: listen to the first part where he says a great day. It, l- listen it, to
1: that. It's a great night to be a Tiger. It's <laughs> a great night. Here with my family. Be a Tiger. And we are so excited. So excited. Being in the great state of Louisiana. Be in the great state right here, Louisiana. And it's just, it's such a great night here to be a Tiger. To be here in Louisiana with my family. Wow, Just oh, so
0: good.
1: What in the world is he doing? I I get it. Look, you're not from Louisiana. It's fine. They gave you $95 million to come here and coach football, not to do Bobby Boucher impressions. What the the hell is he doing?
2: What if, if, wait, wait, what if when he talked at Notre Dame, that was his accent? What if this is really him? Have (laughs) you thought about that? Think about that for a second. He's been suppressing his natural Cajun accent? This is him. You never allowed him to be himself. This is finally the authentic person that we have. Okay,
1: let's play play a little game here. Let's assume that when Lincoln Riley got hired by USC... Mm-hmm. Okay, Lincoln Riley in his in introductory press conference in Heritage Hall. And uh, Mike Bone, the athletic director of USC, says, I'm very proud to announce that USC has brought Lincoln Riley here to lead our football team into the next generation of USC greatness. Coach Riley, come up here and say a few words. And Lincoln Riley walks up there and says, dude, what's up? What's up, bro? What's up, what's brah? up brah? Hey. Yeah, dude, I cannot What's wait, going bro. going to get down into the go, go down into Santa Monica Pier, bro. Can't wait to do it, bro. What's the deal with Theta Kai? What are we been doing in the this wa- weekend? Been in the water today, bro. How's it look? You check surf line, bro. <laughs> what, I mean, how incredibly you have a couple fish tacos. Let's do it. Dude, I'll tell you one of the things I love to do, bro. Uh, Lincoln. I love to go down to San Diego, get Lincoln, a couple of fresh doing, tacos, micro brews, bro. <laughs> dude. What what in the world is Brian, and and what would the first reaction be? It'd be what the hell is wrong? How with this
2: inauthentic guy? is this? <laughs> exactly. That's not, what it would be.
1: Not he's a bum football coach. It no, it'd be like, like what, what are you doing? What, what the hell is
2: he doing? What,
1: so, here's the what the hell was Brian Kelly doing last night?
2: I uh I respect it. I think you don't appreciate <laughs> what goes into that. Can you see him? Can you see him an hour 2 hours before doing this little hurrah speech at an lsu basketball game can you see him practicing can you see him like <laughs> sitting with somebody and saying what do you think how does this sound a little bit more you want me- a little more on the family part you want me- okay that's not good enough okay he's workshopping okay. it you say it twice and then i'll say it after you and then he's like he's going through a little okay. i don't think you appreciate that's a part of being great this is there's a there's yep. a, a certain level of greatness that you need from a coach, and that's pretty damn impressive. Why okay. was I there, high? <laughs> There's a couple of other things going on here. Number one,
1: apparently, not one single assistant coach from Notre Dame has followed yeah. him to LSU. And he's tried. By all reports, he tried to take a bunch of his staff with him, mm. and they all said, "Now nah, we're good. Okay? There was a video that went around yesterday of the new head coach at Notre Dame uh, being introduced. Marcus Mar- Freeman, Mar- I Marcus think it is. That's the defensive yep. coordinator. Mm-hmm. And the players went mm. bananas. They were so happy that he was their guy. The high fives and hugs. and The coaches pumped up. That's you could awesome. tell. They yep. liked that guy a lot. And no one – and so, I, look, Brian Kelly's obviously a very good football coach. He won a lot of games at Notre Dame. He had him in the CFP a couple of times. He knows what he's doing when it comes to coaching football. But that has to be one of those, what in the world is this guy about moments? That it is so incredibly bogus. Now, look, I will say this. I have lived in Texas very briefly, and there yep. are certain expressions, there are certain v- vernacular that will sneak into your vocabulary, right? That you know, Like, for instance – once in a blue moon, not very often, I will still drop a y'all in there, right? B- and not because it's part of my vocabulary. It's just it, it wormed its way into my brain. But it's once in a blue moon, and it took living there for over a year for it to kind of – and I had to figure it out. Like, w- y'all is different than all y'all, okay? They're they're different. They mean different things in the con- – so I figured it out. And so I know how to drop one of these things in once in a while. But I didn't say y'all. I said it like Travis from Arcadia, California would say it, y'all. Right, mm-hmm. and this guy is is doing this unbelievably inauthentic uh, accent. It's it's fantastic, and it just made me think of Lincoln Riley. That at least because go back, Remember Kirk Herbstreit a couple of weeks ago said, "Hey, I'm just kind of throwing this out there, but don't mm-hmm. be surprised if Brian Kelly's in the mix at SC somehow." You know, right. and and it was like, well, why would he leave? But when you see that, you're like, thank goodness we got Lincoln Riley. At least he didn't try to do some bad California guy thing.
2: Well, I'll, I'll say this. Listen, does he? Does Brian Kelly look stupid today? Did every probably sports <laughs> network out there say, hey, let's get a little piece on Brian Kelly on this and let's keep replaying that? Um, LSU wants one thing to happen. They just want to win games in the SEC and For they sure. want a chance to go win a national championship. I think what's funny about – but I think there's an authenticity that comes from it. And I'm not – Listen, the the Lincoln Riley, and we had this conversation. When did he talk? I think he talked on Mondays when he talked, and then we went back, we played it, and we talked on Tuesday, and we kind of complimented. Okay, he sounds calm, cool, and collective. He keeps saying we got a lot of work to do. He keeps pointing back behind him as the Coliseum, and he's saying this place is going to be full. I mean, there was a certain, you know, obviously. um,
1: We're going to load this place up, bruh. They're not gonna be an empty house, bro. All
2: the way from Venice
1: to Malibu, bro. All the way down to O. C. Newport Beach, bro. all the way to the valley. We got you covered. You can it's go surfing and skiing in
2: the same day here in California, bro. It's it's inauthentic. It sounds stupid and it sounds funny. At the end of the day, he's gonna go try to win there. Lincoln Riley's gonna go try to make it happen at SC. But yeah, that's that when when you guys first saw me, because this morning I hadn't heard it. I hadn't heard it. And you guys were like, You gotta listen to this. I'm like, okay, are they blowing this out of proportion? <laughs> Every time I listen to it, I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you trying to all of a sudden become. Yeah, it made no sense. It's so It's a
1: l- great night
2: to be a Tiger. <laughs> That's I'm my here favorite with part. My family, tiger. And we are so excited. It's a great in the day. Great state of Louisiana.
3: <laughs> it's it's like, Forrest Gump right there. I, I you're, you're it's, story, a great it's exactly day.
1: right. It's 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 exactly it's a bad Forrest Gump impression. You
2: are spot on,
3: Jenna. It's
2: just. Can you imagine Anthony Davis when he got drafted by the Pelicans? He just all of a sudden changes the way he talks. Incredible. The good
1: news is, how about this? Uh, This day in 2005, USC won its 34th consecutive game, 16th in a row against a ranked opponent. Okay.
2: That's an that, that's a ridiculous both well, those are both ridiculous stats but the 16th straight against ranked opponents
1: and, and this is why I think it's so exciting about what SC did mm-hmm. this is what it can be it's not hey we're the best team in the Pac 10 or Pac 12 it's we can go beat anybody anywhere anytime that when they're good that that's Alabama stuff 34 in a row 16 against ranked mm-hmm. opponents that's Alabama stuff and and I get it that generationally kind of you, you need to have gone through a lot of these things but this isn't we can be good out here. This is we can be USC again. The way that Alabama went through a really low period, like, why are we so bad? And it just took the right guy to come in there and fix it. Saban did it. They're Alabama all over again. I think that's the opportunity that's in front of Lincoln Riley.
2: Yeah, it's a big part you just said. It's the opportunity, right? They, they're, they, they. When I say he's got a long way to go, what I'm referring to like you were just talking about Brian Kelly, nobody's really following him to LSU. People are following people, or yes. not just players, but coaches are following Staff. him to uh, to USC. So,
1: what if Lincoln Riley's wife went in? And like, oh my God! It's like so beautiful out here. It is so nice to be in Southern California. Like, I love the weather. Oh leather. my God! It, like, do you guys want to go and grab a bite? <laughs> like, Californians. I just cannot
2: get over. I love help. kale,
1: <laughs> quinoa, and kale. And, and, and the, it's so – it's like 72 in December. Oh, my
2: God. Give her, give her a couple weeks. <laughs> you never know. Maybe, maybe it they both develop. Took Brian Kelly developed. a couple
1: of minutes. I yeah, love maybe it. they more, both develop it. More Brian Kelly public addressing, uh, public address comments. We need to do it. All right, back to the NFL. Week 13 of the, uh, the season got started last night. And watching that game, one important question for the Rams, the Chargers, the Raiders, and everybody else. Is anybody in this league any good? That's the next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.
0: Must be twenty one plus and president select states. Gambling problem, call one eight hundred gambler. Terms and conditions apply see app for details.
1: Did you see your boy Taj Gibson got tossed last night, Al? I thought maybe he might take a game. day off of work.
2: Nope, don't <laughs> recollect game. yourself. <laughs> we haven't mentioned Taj in a while.
1: <laughs> that's your guy. Yeah, that's my that's your, guy. You said be my
2: guy. That's your go to guy.
1: Game. That was a terrible he got called for a blocking foul or something like that that was not and <laughs> he lost his mind.
2: There's always this. Overreaction from there's always first of all referees. Michael has said this a couple of different times, and I actually I really like when he says it. When he talks about how back in the day, they used to there used to be some back and forth. So if yeah. a player said something to the ref, the ref would be like quit whining and play, and the player would be like, oh, okay, that's a good point, and they go back and play. Now it's like you just look at the referee the wrong way, get him out of here. That's a technical, guys, relax. It's not. The, the, the fans didn't pay what they paid to come see you. Just that's let's give, give the players a little bit of rope here.
1: That's it right there. And I get, I, I understand, all joking aside, nobody bought their ticket to go watch that game thinking, hey, I get to see Taj Gibson tonight. I understand that. But the point is, they did buy a ticket to watch an NBA game, not to watch an NBA game get officiated by NBA officials. Just in short of a personal attack, uh, unbelievable. Sure, you know, if it's personal. Yeah, yep. but mm-hmm. if the guy just goes, that's the worst bleeping call I've ever heard in my life you got to pull your head out fine then you, you know hey shut up go back you know let's
2: play but remember earlier this season earlier this season ad's shoe came off and he's trying to put his shoe back on yeah and he's trying to tie it and the ref just inbounds the ball and goes and he says something like, this is BS, or that's BS that you're doing it. Yeah. And the ref gives him his second technical foul. Perfect. AD's gone for the game. I'm like, no, that makes a lot of sense. That, yeah. That's great.
1: Yeah. No, that's a much better example. A, because it was probably like, hey, you want to let me get my shoe on here, buddy? What, what are you doing? And then, bang, he's out of the game. It's like um, a lot of people in that building did pay to come see Anthony Davis play. That, that is a much better example.
2: So what do you think of A.D.? No, he's good, but he got thrown out third quarter because he couldn't <laughs> tie his shoe in time.
1: ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage. Visit Progressive.com. So watching the Saints and the Cowboys last night, and I actually had a moment where I'm thinking, you know, I'm feeling better about the Rams. They still have lost three in a row. They've still gotten pushed around three weeks in a row. They still have their quarterbacks turned it over six times uh, in the last three weeks. not good. They're giving up eight-minute drives on the regs. But you know what? I think they're okay because no one else in this league is – over the top. You know, Arizona's the has the best record and Green Bay might be playing the best, but you look at those teams and neither one of those teams feel like they're unbeatable right now. I feel better about the Rams having watched what I saw last night than I have in the last
2: month. You don't want to you don't want to feel good or feel better by default. You don't want to feel good because your squad is not playing good, but hey, other teams are not playing all that good either. That's not that's not ideal. It's not the position that you want to be in. Use the Lakers as an example. If you go look at the standings right now, you know, Lakers in at 12 and 11, probably a couple games out of third or fourth place and or at least fourth place in the Western Conference. But that doesn't mean the Lakers are playing good basketball. It doesn't mean that the Rams are playing good football. So I, I I think there's nothing to justify there. But I think there's a point that you're making that if you look at both the NFC and the AFC right now, Who stands out? If I told you right now, we do this when we do our million-dollar giveaways. We've got one more left coming up on Monday. We do our million-dollar giveaway. If I told you, pick a team right now. Right now, pick a team out of the AFC. Pick a team out of the NFC. And I ask that same question to 10 different people. I think you're going to get five different answers from the NFC, five different answers from the AFC, and that's, that's incredibly unique. So I, I could see your perspective of, well, you feel a little bit better about the Rams because everybody else is bad. I don't know if that's what I would lead with, but there is a portion of this is that the Rams can come out and beat the Jags put up a good fight, and maybe grab a win at Arizona, and then all of a sudden you're right back in the mix with everybody else.
1: Well, I, I, yeah. right. I mean, the Jacksonville thing, like we talked about the last couple of days, is, is kind of a risky one in the sense that if you win, n- you're not going to get any credit. Other than you finally won a game, no one's going to say, hey, the Rams are back if they beat No Dallas matter what
2: Hill. you do, by the way. Right, right. It, it doesn't matter. You win by 30. Only, <laughs> there's yep.
1: only risk. You could win by 30, like you said, and it's like, okay, great. You got Arizona in, in seven days. Now what? Um, but what I think it does do is if over the next five games after Jacksonville, if you, let's say you go two and three and in the two games you win, let's say you beat Arizona and you beat Minnesota. Okay. Mm -hmm. Those are the teams that are maybe in the playoffs with you. And you're thinking, you know, maybe they're not great, but they're good enough to beat the top teams. They're good enough to beat the other playoff teams. You are feeling differently. Maybe their record coming into the last, you know, at the end of the season is 10 and seven instead of, you know, 14 and three, like we thought it might be, but at 10 and seven and seeing what everybody else is, it does feel pretty good. Now, they do need to start building some momentum at some point, right? And, and Zach, grab the uh, Matt Stafford cut for me here real quick. I want you to listen to, to to Stafford here talking about this because I do think that there is some momentum needs to be built, and I in particular think that there's some momentum that needs to be built on Matt Stafford's part. Okay, he's going to find that here in a second, but it, it's, it's just one of those things that we're talking about that – you just need to kind of get out of first gear, right, Al? That just get a
2: win, and now we can start talking about everything else. So, I, you know, if I ask you this question, I know he's going to be as closer to watching the Rams than you are. Um, if I said that in these last three games, if you're going to point the finger. And listen, it's a collective thing, especially in football. It's not like an individual player. If we sometimes we'll isolate and we'll say, "Well, AD's got to be—he's got be, to play a lot better," and that's the difference why the Lakers are winning this game or they're not or they're losing this game. Who do you put? Who do you put most of the blame on? If you have to, pick one individual right now for the Rams, by the way, it might not be an individual. You could say that. Well, it's the offense as a whole. It's the defense as a whole. It's the coaching staff. Who are you putting most of the blame on?
1: I think it's a fifty-fifty split, and and may, maybe fifty-one forty-nine. I think maybe 51% Sean McVay, yep. and I think 49% Matt Stafford. Because Matt Stafford is the one that's thrown the interceptions. Matt Stafford mm-hmm. is the one that has made some really bad decisions, namely the one in Tennessee where he just kind of chucked it in the middle of the field. But and he's, we talked and he's, about...
2: Those those mistakes just demolish your defense. I mean, it hurts the oh, defense. Now your It changes everything, right?
1: Mm-hmm. There was a really good piece on the Ringer um, talking about the Rams and what happened to their offense, and and it kind of broke down that the Rams have become very predictable. Now, Matt Stafford can choose to throw the ball to a different part of the field, but you see this trend where the same down and distance and the same portion of the field, the same plays are being run. Those NFL coaches make a lot of money to figure out these trends, and it, figured, and it looks like they've figured this one out, and they know how to defend it. They're having success defending it, and that's where I think Sean McVay needs to figure out how to go back and, and change it up a little bit. That Stafford, look, if the guy's covered, you can't throw it. you got to throw it somewhere else or eat it or run with it or whatever, but so, sometimes the play call needs to be different.
2: Yeah, and he's made – listen, he's made poor decisions, and, you know, I, I think the – He's got a lot of criticism over these last three weeks. He deserves it. It is what it is. And, and the only way, and when people start, now the conversation is, well, why did you, you know what, you shouldn't have gave up that much compensation to go get Matt Stafford. Oh, you know what, we've all been telling you this, that Matt Stafford in Detroit, the guy's made it to the playoffs three times, he's 0 for 3. He doesn't do good in big-time games or games against teams that are better than 500, all that conversation is going to start. It's not going to go anywhere unless you go out there and you shut people up. And we'll see, obviously, if they do that over the next few weeks. If
1: he does that, he can do it with a southern accent. And no one cares. <laughs> Just go win. Just get a southern right? Just accent, like Brian Kelly. Get it done. Here's Matt Stafford talking about building a little bit of that momentum. I think every time our defense is out there, they probably want to try and get a turnover. You know, and and I don't know. I don't think uh, you know. I don't think too much about that kind of stuff. I think every play is individual for me. Um, you know, is there momentum in a football game? Absolutely. Can we? Work to retain that momentum by not giving the defense or not turning the ball over to the defense or giving our defense a short field or, or whatever that is. Absolutely. Got to be more consistent, you know, in, in my decision making and where the ball goes and how it gets there and all those kind of things. I, I agree with most of the things he said, but I don't mm-hmm. know. Each play is its own thing. I mean, you got to block the guy. You got to throw the ball. You got to catch the ball. You got to do I, I get it. But. There is a, such a thing as momentum, especially in football. If you're, if you're clicking, when we've seen the Rams look good, doesn't it look pretty easy, like click, click, click right sure. down the field? And then when it's bad, it just none of the pieces seem to match up with the pieces that come before or come after.
2: The bigger, their biggest issue over these last few weeks, they're not in any of these games. They're spotting squads 14 nothing before you even blink. You're playing from behind the entire time. I, I mean, just imagine if they're in a game, let's use a Tennessee game, if it's fourth quarter and the game is tied at 17, and you end up losing the game 23 to 17, okay, it happens. Totally different. The problem is, you have to play completely different the rest of the way. You're playing catch-up. All of a sudden, your run game becomes less relevant because you're trying to catch up and you're seeing if you could get some home runs. I mean, the game against the Packers, how lucky did they get that they hit two home runs? Right, like They, they actually yeah. hit two home runs, which is completely a mistake on the Packers' end. It's like, what do you think they're going to try to do? I mean, they're trying to come back, but I just use that as an example. They've they put themselves in – by the time the first quarter ends in these last three games, they've put themselves in such a hole. You can't play normal football. You can't play the game plan that you had in mind. All right, coming up next, a little fact or cap. And
1: now, when is it okay to ask somebody to reintroduce themselves? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.
2: It is a freaking cap, okay? It is a cap.
3: Welcome in, guys. It's What's time up, for Emily? some factor cap over here. I'm doing my little Brian Kelly impression. Yeah,
1: but you are kind of <laughs>
2: southern. You should you should be able to pull that
1: I off. I do say You're y'all Virginian. a little bit,
3: but yeah. I, I I can I I would like to say that I don't really have an accent, but no, I do you, say you y'all. Don't.
2: You what know. if she came and she her first day in LA? She's like, I just love sushi. I mean, I do sushi all the time. <laughs>
3: Californians, all right, I can take the roll.
2: I'm in California
1: <laughs> eating sushi on ESPN. This is so amazing. All right,
3: guys. So, I am going to host a friend next week, so I'm really excited. But I'm not that super comfortable about hosting people. But you enjoy hosting people. Travis this is this factor cap.
1: Fact, I love it. I, I really do. Yeah, I, well, yeah, th- let me get. Yeah, a little invited, bit of – uh, when you say hosting, you mean like throwing a party or you mean like having somebody stay at my house? Just somebody staying it's at both. your place for a month. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Cap, 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 <laughs> cap. But, what yes, having
3: people over for dinner. I'm oh. hosting someone for a weekend, but yeah. I'm asking more about having people over for dinner.
1: Oh, no, I love that. I I, I absolutely love it. I like to have people over. I like to open up a, a little bit of wine or some beers and cook for some people and sit around and tell stories and laugh. I, I absolutely love it. I don't do it nearly as much as I would like. Um, I know I've said this to you guys before. I want to do it with our, our crew. I want to have everybody down. We're going to do it. In fact, you know what? We're going to do it before the end of January. I'm putting it out there. We're going to do it before the end of January. Um, I absolutely love it. It's just it, I like it because you get to make sure that everyone else is having a good time,
2: and that makes me feel good. Okay, first of all, there's two caps here. One cap is his invitation that's going to happen, and we're going to be there before the end of January because – you know, if he's such a, if he's so in love with hosting people, yes. I've never got an invite, Emily. I've never, you know, at any point said, Hey, Al, why don't you swing by? Wait, you're <laughs> going to drive down to San Diego? Like, Stop, I, I needed to make, I'm not too
3: far here. He offered to pet sick your a glass dog. Of wine.
2: That's right. Thank no, you, that Emily. Look, that was for radio. That was for radio. <laughs> no,
1: I was rookie. You know what's funny? I yeah. mentioned that to my wife and, and my son, and they're like, Dude, can we do that? Like we'd love to do that, so I, that is a real invitation. Now you got to get him down here and come pick him up. But you absolutely he knows the way. Take he knows a way. <laughs> if I just let
2: him outside, he'll find his way. Okay, for as far as hosting, I think that is, this has more to do with the fact that I think down the road I'll appreciate hosting more. I, I, it's not something that I care about at the current moment. Uh, plus, it's not like I live in a place where I'm like, yeah, we're gonna go hang out, backyard, barbecue this that, you know it's a little little more confined, a little smaller uh little smaller place so i i'm not I'm not as big from a hosting perspective, but I have a feeling that down the road that will change.
1: You guys all made the cut. I just needed to be around you long enough to make sure that it was okay for you to know where I live now that you've all made the cut, we can get it done.
2: what if you guys what if you everybody's sending pictures? I never got the invite, just everybody else is there. <laughs> you guys what are doing a great that tonight. Time. Well, oh,
1: I don't know. <laughs> who's who, New phone. Who did? We'll, you
2: know, we'll let you know how it goes.
3: <laughs> all right. So you guys all know that I coach uh, a water polo team. So I coach at a large aquatic center. And so there's a lot of people that I go out and meet, and sometimes I'm really bad at remembering names because I'm focused on the girls that I coach, and I don't remember these coaches' names. And they'll ask me to do something, and I'm like, oh, uh, okay, bud. So if you've been introduced to someone once and then you meet them again and forget their name, you're too embarrassed to ask their name again. Alan, is this Factor Cap?
2: It's Cap for me. I'm okay with, I'd rather just be straight up with them. Hey, you know what? Can you tell me your name again? And then that's it. It's over. Then you just got to remember it from there. And you probably don't want to do it two or three times. (laughs) But once you do it, and I I think there's probably a little, can I give you an example? If somebody has something in their teeth, I'm going to let you know. Hey, just FYI, you got something in your teeth. Like, I think there's a little bit of an appreciation of like, okay, at least this dude's just being honest with me. So I'm okay with doing it.
1: Yeah, I, I think that that's 95% true. I, I will say I'm sorry. I Why I way, you do have I,
2: something in your teeth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know you've told me your name. I, tell me again. No, it's it's Alan. Oh, I'm sorry, Alan. Yeah, and you keep it moving, and you're right. That that quarter second of embarrassment is is better than going through it, and you're right. The person on the other end, I think, appreciates it. However, the other remaining 5% is when you're just doing it as a power move, where you pretend that you don't know who that person is. Everything is a power like, move here. I, I love reintroducing myself to people that I know I've met several times in the past. I really deeply enjoy that. It's a stupid, petty, lame thing that I do, but I deeply enjoy it. What are all these power moves? What are these? I'm bored. Where do these come from? It's boredom. It's like there's one guy in the neighborhood in particular. I've met him a it has to be 10 or 12 times. Hey, I'm Travis. Nice to meet you. And every time I met with this look, like, are you serious? Unbelievable. And I'm, like, I'm and i always, I'm really sorry. You know, I, I'm not very good at this. And just, You're unreal.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I, like I said, it's petty and stupid, but I do enjoy it.
3: All right. Uh, up next, I have a Christmas party <laughs> coming up this weekend. I know Christmas parties are coming up very soon. So Christmas parties are the best parties all year. Travis is his faster cap.
1: Second best for cap. The, the summer party is the best party, right? The, whether it's Fourth of July or Labor Day or Memorial Day or whatever. like The summer event is my number one because it's warm, obviously. It's an outside event for the most yeah. part, so you get to enjoy the Southern California climate. Maybe there's a little ping pong going on or some cornhole or whatever. There's There's those events at a summer party. But Christmas parties right on the heels. It's really, if you get to get dressed up a little bit, which isn't, you know, I, I kind of like that once in a while. There's, you know, it's, it's Christmas. Who's not in a good mood around the holidays? So I really do like a Christmas party, but I would put it just narrowly behind the summer party.
2: All right, I go cap on this. You're right about, look, 4th of July. What are you doing? You're literally just sitting back all day. Yeah. People are drinking starting at noon. You're noon. standing around. You're barbecuing. Two times
1: 730, Al.
2: <laughs> I'm sleeping in I'm sleeping in and then eventually it all just gets to fireworks in a neighborhood it's not a bad night that's good and I think the weather does have a lot to do with it but there's other parties that are good too now it's not like I'm doing this today or tomorrow but back in the days you kidding me Halloween there was an excuse to go out you it's Basically, you know, I, I can only imagine what Santa Barbara was for you, Trav. But at San Diego State, it was like uh, this was like the event of the year. It's like, yes, yeah. what are we doing here? But there are a lot of other parties in between that are just more lax. They're more enjoy yourself, drink as much as you want. I feel yeah. like Christmas is a little bit more little stuffier.
1: A Little stuffier. You know what else is a great party, and it's not it is I don't, does this qualify Emily? You you be the judge on this one. Yep, Columbus. you know, a. You know what's almost impossible to have a bad time at <laughs> is a wedding. Weddings are so much fun. I love going to weddings. There, there's music, you still there's throw dancing, me off when you food. do that. <laughs> I love a wedding. I really do. And it's not. I that, will count it. It's not the celebration of two people's love. It's not that. It's just. It's always a good party. There's music. Yep. There's food. There's dancing. There's just all of those things. It's, you get to see people that you know, whether it's college friends or family or whatever.
2: Wedding's always great. All I think right. it depends. I think it depends how 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 close you know the people who are getting married because. Part of it is also, too, it's like a chore, or is it, no, I just get to come here and just have a good time? <laughs> true. Right, because if true. you're
3: close to them, then you're also probably going to know a lot of their other friends, too, or their family and things like that. It's going to be more fun. So, last one. There is nothing that can take you out of a sports movie faster than if the actors playing the sport are bad at playing the sport. Alan, is this fact or cap?
2: Uh, it's cap. It's actually incredibly entertaining. It's fascinating. <laughs> it's comical. You know, like, it's it's funny to see. I forgot which movie we were talking about. Um, Lakers were in Indiana, so they played, uh, you know, the Pacers. That was right before Thanksgiving, and I asked Michael one of my questions. I'm like, "Hey, have you seen Hoosiers?" Or I, I think it was a question, "Your favorite basketball movie?" And I said, "Have you seen Hoosiers?" He hadn't seen it, and I, well, I think one of his Michael excuses, hasn't seen Hoosiers. He has not seen Hoosiers. He hasn't seen wow. Hoosiers. So I was, I was telling Michael, I'm like, "Michael, no, I think you would like it." And one of the points he's like, "I hate when I hate when actors are trying to be athletes." You know, that was kind of one of his reasonings to it. And it makes me think of just, you know, when it's too serious and somebody is really trying to shoot a jump shot or dribble and you're like, what are you doing? Somebody is trying to be a quarterback. It's like, bro, you literally couldn't throw the ball 10 yards. I think that's kind of funny. I mean, it's bad for the movie, but it's <laughs> right. entertaining to watch. No, you're, you're right. It, it is
1: mildly entertaining because, look, most of the guys in, in, that are going to be actors, movie stars or whatever, they were drama kids. They weren't. On the baseball team or the football team or the soccer team, they're drama kids. And the, 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 the crossover there is not extensive, okay? It's how it goes. There's a reason that Kevin Costner has gotten the role in every sports movie for about 20 years because he's good at it, right? Mm-hmm. And Bull, Bull Durham is the perfect example of mm, this. That kind is of a good ways. example. Yep. That when Kevin Costner swings a bat or throws a baseball, you buy it. He looks like a ball player, right? It, it absolutely makes sense. And then you watch Tim Robbins try to throw. You're like, this is ridiculous. Like, I, I'm look supposed at that to, slider. I'm supposed to believe that this guy is one of the top prospects in baseball. He couldn't play catch with a five year old. This, this is this is terrible. So it kind of cuts both ways that if you get it right, like Costner, and there's some other examples, but is yeah. like the ultimate example, and then you get it wrong, and there's maybe uh, some golf movies. You've had some really terrible golf swings along the way. Uh, the legend of Bagger Vance
2: immediately comes to mind. But if it's done right, it absolutely helps. And if it's done badly, I'm, I'm out. Well, just to say this, you know, that's why Al Bundy, who had four touchdowns in one game at Polk High, that's why he's <laughs> such a legend. I think we, I think we'd all agree with that. Would you not agree with that?
1: <laughs> well, sure. But I bet. You know what? I bet. What is it Ed O'Neill? Is that his real name? I
2: think yeah, that's Ed O'Neill. his real name. Yep.
1: I bet you he was an athlete. I know nothing about Ed O'Neill other than watching him move around. I bet you he was an athlete at some point, high school or or something. Did the, you see how far Uncle Rico threw the ball? That right over the mountains. Right over the mountains. All right. So there is a Wilt Chamberlain milestone that we're going to talk about coming up in just a little bit. And it kind of got me thinking, Slee, who are some of the guys that were way before your time that you never got a chance to see that you'd like to see? That's next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. So I got one right. I got one thing right today, Al, at least. Uh, This is from uh, 805 Raider on Twitter. Don't forget, you can send me a tweet at Travis Rogers. You can send Al a tweet at at Allen Sliwa anytime you want on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. Uh, And 805 Raider says, Ed O'Neill did actually throw the four TDs in real life. That part of the show was true. Warren Fawcett writes, Ed O'Neill was signed by the Steelers in 1969 as an undrafted free agent but was cut during training camp. Come on. So there you go. There you go. I I don't know if those things are true, but apparently he he walks the walk at least, right? He he looks like he moves like an athlete, even as an older guy.
2: Yeah, real quick here, if I'm correct, uh, didn't he run for four touchdowns? I don't think he threw for four touchdowns.
1: Well, four is four touchdowns. You can run him in, throw him in. No, I'm saying in, I think he was a back. Wasn't he a running back <laughs> in this? Uh... Well, maybe they took a little poetic license for Polk High in, uh, back in Married with Children. Reach out to the directors. But you can, you can see it, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. you can see when these things uh, come together. Nick Harvey writes, Trav, no way Slee knows the surf line reference that you just dropped. Now, here, do you? Let me just start right there.
2: What did you what did you drop?
1: When, when we were doing the Lincoln Riley we like bro, if you check surf line today, bud, you know you're gonna go out and get in the water. That is... rip it. Okay. Is is that I got a word, know what can I means. use rip it or no? Sure. It sounds <laughs> I, like I have uh, uh, some friends that surf <laughs> regularly and I hear yep. them use the word occasionally, so I just kinda stole it from them. I I am what the, I don't know, is this rare? Help me out here, listeners. Born and raised in California, have spent the vast majority of my life in Southern California or in Santa Barbara, right? I've never surfed in my life. I know I'd be terrible at it. I can't do it. So I, I have no idea what the language of that sport is, none at all, but I like to fake it. It's out. off
2: the hook. <laughs> I think that's not one of
1: the terms they use. What a I barreling wave.
2: <laughs> I've literally actually I looked up 31 surf slings. <laughs> so Just don't sound like Tell Gary. me what number you want, and you, I will. I'll tell you. You sound more
1: inauthentic talking about that than Brian Kelly does saying family. it doesn't exactly
2: what a whitewash i have heard that one those are all pretty (laughs) damn good i don't know what else you want me to do
1: espn radio is presented by progressive insurance progressive insurance is proud to support vets with its annual keys to progress vehicle giveaway program now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles helping vets in need learn more at keys to progress.com you do have a a surf shirt on today that's impressive i'm a surfer bro I'm a yeah. surfer. That's what I do. I like we we're giving away more uh tickets to the the ski festival. Are you a skier? Do you at least take on that part of the uh sports?
2: I've skied one time in my life. One and time you? up in Big Bear, uh and I did uh you know, I did lessons 'cause I feel like I'm one hundred percent gonna hurt myself, How take old out were a you? knee. Oh, this is probably in the last, like, three years. Okay. Actually, no, I think it was three years ago. Yeah. And I haven't gone since, (laughs) Trev. It went that well? (laughs) You know what's funny? I didn't – it's not that something happened, but, bro, it's – I feel like I'm going 80 miles an hour and there's no way to stop. Like, the only thing that stops me from tumbling and going over is because – the land became flat, and there's just no way for you to go anywhere else. That's it. Or I just go to the side. <laughs> gravity took like, over. <laughs> gravity took over. Or I try kind of going to the side, and, and other other skiers are going right by me, other people snowboarding. I'm like, yeah, that's not for you, Slee. It's a, <laughs> so a good attempt.
1: I, I am not a great athlete, but I'm a decent athlete. Like, I can do most things reasonably well. There's a couple of things I can do pretty well. But there are a certain category of things I got any time the sport involves the platform moving underneath my feet, I'm out. Surfing, skateboard, skis, snowboards, any of those things, I can't do it. If the platform moves, I am 100% out. My entire family loves to go skiing, so we'll go every once in a while and go up to the mountains or whatever, and I'm the bump on a log that's just sitting in the lodge or reading a book back at the hotel. I've got absolutely no game on a mountain at all i'm
2: gonna do the laundry i'm gonna get the laundry done
1: well, i cook do i do do that so i'm like hey you guys come back for lunch i'll have something ready for you i feel That's like awesome. i'm mrs Ingalls from little house on the prairie just That's keeping awesome.
2: house and making sure everybody's fed in the winter yeah but at least you know your lane i mean and, and let me say if you and i decided to go skiing and we went 10 <laughs> times in the matter of two months uh-huh. we'd have kind of you know a little bit of I a mean, hang of it we yeah yes we would al let me tell you this you you've you, I, well, because because then there's a genuine fear then. Is there it's a fear? Not even.
1: Well, there, there may be a little bit of that, but it's honestly <laughs> like there, there are listen, things. When you go down a hill
2: and you are. I'm not going on... to the double black diamonds. I'm you not don't going to the top to. of the mountain. No, nobody's saying you have to go to the top of <laughs> the mountain. You could be on a 10-foot hill and just the mere fact that you have no control of what's happening, that's not a good yeah. feeling. But see, it's it's not. You're right.
1: It's more of an embarrassing. I don't like to be embarrassed in physical endeavors. I don't like that. You know what I mean? Like, I know if I go out and play basketball, mm-hmm. I'm going to make a few shots. Mm-hmm. I know if we go out and play a softball and somebody throws me the ball, I'm going to catch it. If there's a, I'm gonna, if a fly ball, I'm going to catch It's not going to hit me in the noggin and I'm going to look ridiculous. But I, I am that guy. I'm the skiing, surfing, skateboarding, snowboarding equivalent of the guy that gets a pop-up in softball and it hits him in the nose. That, and it's, it's, it's embarrassing to me. I don't want to be that guy. It's not necessarily an injury thing. It's a look at that jerk off trying to surf thing. I don't want to be that guy.
2: Did that guy just turn his ankle by himself? <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. warming up on the other side of the hoop by himself? There's literally nobody on the other half. He just took out his ankle. Yeah, all right. So
1: this day, 1956, Wilt Chamberlain made uh-huh. his debut at Kansas, and he scored 52 points. Let me say that again. He made his college basketball debut at Kansas and dropped a school record 52 points. You've heard Michael say this. I've heard Michael say this. I know he said it on the air a million times, but I think it's such a great line. I want to say it again. If you're ever doing a basketball trivia thing and they say, name somebody who did blank, always answer Wilt Chamberlain. It's always Wilt Chamberlain. Danny Ainge. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably you're going to win few, fewer contests if Ainge is your answer, and I think Wilt for me is mm-hmm. on that very short. Like if you had, you know, whether it's a time machine or somebody undiscovered footage became available, I understand intellectually that Wilt Chamberlain was a great player, but because he was so much before my time and because you can't there's grasp not, it, you can't fully just, understand it, doesn't it doesn't yeah. make any emotional sense to me. Like I don't, I don't get that Babe Ruth was hitting more home runs as an individual than the entire league was hitting in a season. I don't, I, I get it. I understand that. But to
2: be able to see things like that would be extraordinary. So I'm looking at, and, and let's use Wilt as an example. You sit back and you're like, okay, he had a season where he had 50, averaged 50 points, 25 <laughs> rebounds in a season. He right. averaged 50 points, 25 rebounds. You kind of start looking at his stats. In his final year playing in the NBA, right? And his final year was with the Lakers, 36 years old. How many rebounds do you think he averaged in his final year? Just just use rebounds as an example. 15. 18.6. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? His final year, 18.6. year before that, 19. And I'm putting the points to the side because he, he went through years where he's averaging 37, 38, 50, 44, 36. You had mentioned this during our prep call that if you can, if you can go back and – you know, be in an era where you could truly appreciate another athlete. You know, Wilts, obviously, on that list. I think Muhammad Ali, how cool would that have been to be around in an era where Ali was doing what he was doing, and it was more than just the boxing part of it. It was stunning the world and basically saying, no, uh, if you want to strip me of my boxing license because I don't want to go fight in the Vietnam War, then go ahead and strip me of my boxing license. There's certain athletes that you – if you can go back and kind of see their greatness, if somebody who's younger today listens to the show that didn't get to see the Jordan era or somebody that didn't get to see the Magic Johnson era, I- I'm sure there's plenty of athletes that go on that list.
1: But th- th- Think about Wilt again for a second. Like, what, When you think of Wilt, what's the first thing that pops into your mind? For me, it's that he scored 100 points in a single game, right? Mm-hmm. And the only thing we have from that is him holding up that little piece of paper with the number 100 on it. There, that, that's it. There's no footage that exists of it. It doesn't exist. And and when it, when you have like and Ali, I think is a really good example. But all of Ali's fights, we have them, True. right? They they, yeah, they right exist. You can yep. go back and watch them. You can see him fight Frazier. You can see him fight Foreman. You can you can see the Ali thing. You can, but none NBA, of them
2: do the justice. No, no, but I, I know what you're saying. I know what 100%, you're saying. But at least
1: yep. like Jack Nicholas won twenty majors. You can go back and watch Jack win twenty yep. majors. You can see yep. the highlights and all these things. So much about Wilt and Ruth and these sorts of guys. It's all just stories it's apocryphal it's Mm. it's these things that are told to you that no one has seen because everybody that has seen babe ruth is long dead by now right or or very 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 old and we're getting to that point where other than those grainy little things with those stubby little legs where it's sped up to like double speed i don't know yeah when he hits 60 home runs and the rest of the league hit three I, i get that that's crazy but to actually get to go and see something like that would be pretty cool
2: yeah, that's uh, that. That's crazy too, because you know, as we kind of sit here, and, and the Wilt thing, I think, is a perfect example. Go one of these days when you're bored, go just go type in Wilt Chamberlain's stats, and none of it will make sense. You'll be like, No, nah, this is this is the first half for most teams. The, I'm, I'm reading a box score of the first half stats for when he was with Philly or when he was with the Lakers or one of those other teams. All right, the
1: Lakers have one tonight. They got a chance. Finally, finally, finally. To build a little momentum Don't against the Clippers? Don't do that. Don't say that. No, we, every, I'm, I'm, time hopeful. We've, every I'm hopeful. Every time we've done that. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. They got a chance to do it again tonight against the Clips. That's next. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN.